It's that time of the week where you listen to the intro of the Patreon, the Ultras. Once again, you find yourself in the family section, you know, with your your kids who want to go home, but you know you have to stay, even though your team's losing three nil. You What's you know that drumming I hear. Oh, the drums, those flares. I mean, yeah, they're they're actually supporting the team. You you think you're supporting the team, even though your team's three 0 down. You're watching, you're watching. Like, I'm, I'm staying. I'm gonna watch. It's like, nah. If you're resupporting the team, you'd be in the ultra section. You know, you'd be giving them real. They're currently unrolling a huge banner with uh, something really offensive on it about the other team's captain. <laughs> yeah, they, we're going to get a huge, huge fine from the league very soon. But you know what? You wish you were in there all the same. Yeah, yeah. You wish you were part of the bad boys over there in the ultra section, but you're not. You know, you're in the family section. You're with your family, just fine. You know, you listen to this publicly. But if you're in the ultra section, you can listen to this if you want. You know, mm. four fifty a month. Sign up. Yeah. Or don't, you know, we're just, we're just giving some advice here on how to live your life, that's all. <laughs> to be a better man. Yeah. Uh, or woman. Or woman. Or woman. There's, I think there's 7% of you, according to Spotify, I think. Yeah, everyone's welcome in the ultra section, you know. Everyone's, everyone's welcome. Uh, any creed. Probably unlike an actual ultra section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not one of those Italian ultra sections. This is more of a kind of a... It's sort of chill. <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's actually pretty chill. In terms of as ultra section goes, it's it's a pretty chill ultra section. Um, yeah, and here's just a taste of it. Uh, honestly, that is nonsense. Nonsense. All nonsense. They say many, many garbage things. You don't know what you're going to get. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a No Nonsense Podcast with Cahal and Will. Or should I say Ultras? Mm. I will say Ultras. Yes. Ultras again. Uh, back, second week in a row. Never thought <laughs> I'd see the day, did you? Look at this. Hey. And it's not like there's been things happening. There surely hasn't, Will. I mean, another <laughs> disappointing week of Champions League, uh, which I think everybody's waking up to and saying, this is actually kind of whack. This isn't uh, this isn't competitive at all anymore. Maybe this whole nation-state thing is a bad thing for the league, you know? It's uh, it do, it's funny because, you know the way we were joking about like people saying, this is a shite Champions League, sure, no Liverpool or Man United. Is that actually the case, that that is actually what people just care about? <laughs> Well, I feel like last year was a shy Champions League too. Yeah, I think so as well. Way before City won it. Mm. I'm not going to say this is a, might say, oh, well, that's just an anti-C thing, which there's definitely an element of that. Let's not kid ourselves and say that people didn't want to see that. Everyone except for uh, BT Sports, that is. Yeah. And they've done it! They've done it! Manchester City have done it! Once, twice, three times a champion! Champions of Europe, finally! History made in Istanbul! Treble complete. The greatest story in club history has an ending. And what a final chapter. The way that they were going on about City winning this game. It was pathetic, yeah. <laughs> I was like, geez, just like they're no more an English team, like really. Like, you know, they're like yeah. they're uh, owned by a nation say they just happen to play in the English Premier League. But, like it's you know, if anyone won the, the World Cup or the Euros, I'd expect that kind of outpouring of, of yeah. you know whatever, national pride, because that would be the exact same. Every country would be the exact same. That's the whole point of, you know, having a, representing your country. But when there's Man City doing it, I can see 
you know, the stars of the show, Pep Guardiola, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, Erling Haaland. It's like, what a day for England. It's like, you know, I know they had like, you know, Kyle Walker and Phil Ford in there as well. So it wasn't like there was no English sides in the English teams in there. But I was like, this is a crazy kind of a like bigging up of, you know, a team at the time who had 115 charges hanging over them. Yeah. I know we should just get over these things and, and real journalists would just <laughs> call the game. But it wasn't calling the game. Like, that was the one time I wanted Martin Tyler to be there, like just uh, underplaying the whole situation. Yeah, like, well, sighing loudly. There it is. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because like I thought, like he's just got a bit old, you know. But he really just saved the moments for when it mattered. Like I was again the Champions League music or Champions League uh, commentary. Here's the clip of him uh, announcing uh, Barcelona's treble. <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona. The new champions of Spain are the new champions of Europe. It's a treble in all. Ten years after United's own, and Guardiola has had a fantastic first season. Victory. Like that's what I wanted, you know. But like, I guess you didn't have to hype things up when if when the competition was actually good. Yeah, you know? it's uh, people are now. It's funny because literally in the last two weeks, it's like people have. I wouldn't say have woken up to, it, but people have are starting to notice that. Hey, as soon as they scrapped the away goal system, everything got a lot less exciting, like overnight. Yeah, no, it it adds to it hugely because we've talked about this a lot as amateur psychologists. Uh, you know, it's so much in the brain. The yeah, game. like I mean, so much. I mean, we can get into it now. I suppose. I mean, the Arsenal losing to Porto, objectively, like talent wise, uh, you know, resources wise, the richest club, one of the richest club in the world versus Porto, who habitually sell all their players to, you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona and everyone else. You know, they should not have gone to that game and lost, especially in the form they're in of the goals we're scoring. But yeah, the whole thing going in was first time in seven years, knockout football. You always go out at this stage, you know. I mean, they must be looking at those uh, Porto players seeing Bayern Munich jerseys, like the way they're playing. <laughs> like it was. It was crazy that like they didn't have a shot on target because it was like just keep it tight, no messing around. It's like if this was Burn- Burnley at home, you'd have no, you know, no Burnley in, in turf more. You'd be like, oh, well, it's just a game. No one's expecting us to do anything here. No one's there's no hang ups, there's no anything. But it's a very psychological game. So the the away goal is definitely added to that. It was like if we concede here or if we score here, yeah, if they scored in Porto like, and won two nil, like that's the tie over. You know, but then equally, when Porto go to the Emirates, like, well, all we have to do is score two. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're like, there's a great clip. But there's it just again, people are talking about this now. But there's a great clip of Raikin talking about it the other day, saying, um, as he remembers a game where anytime an away team would score in Old Trafford, the place would just go silent because everyone would know, oh god, we have to score two now. <laughs> like instantly, it goes from like, yeah. hey, even if it's. If it's a home game and it's what you're one nil up, like ah, or a team goes one nil up, like ah, there's loads of time. When it's only twenty minutes left and you've scored two goals, the pressure is on. Like yeah, hundred percent. And like you might say, well, look, they should just have it normal rules. Best team wins. You know that sport should be given advantages or like kind of trick rules or having players having to remember stuff. Like I would agree if the the playing field was was even. Yeah, you know, but like Porto trying to compete with Arsenal, like it's just not fair. No. Like in any kind of like, if they were in the Premier League, they wouldn't last because they don't have the resources to last over thirty games season. They'd probably be in the Championship, you know. So in the, they shouldn't really be playing the same competition. I guess like the FA Cup kind of thing. But has FA Cup taken away, away goals? Well, they used to have. I goals? think so. It's very rare to see them. I do remember the 
the main criticism of away goals was it'd be very unfair on whatever team is playing the second leg at home because if it went to extra time, the other team has an extra fucking, pretty much an extra game where their goals count double and yours don't, which never made sense. Yeah. It was a case where, I think, was it Liverpool that got knocked out because of that against Atletico? Uh, I think they went to extra time or something like that. And then that was it. The English team is probably like, this is bollocks, actually. <laughs> what they should have done then was just scrap it in, a, in extra time. And like, okay, if it goes to extra yeah. time, everything goes back to normal. Yeah, and I, I suppose it was always the case as well, but Porto now have no incentive to go to Arsenal in exactly, the next leg. Yeah. So that next leg, it's going to be another boring game. Yeah. It's going to be another, like, we're going to try and defend this as long as we can. Arsenal are going to be peppering the goal for probably 60 minutes, and then, you know, they'll get a, a scrappy one in. And then it'll go extra. I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just, I can't see that being like a good. There's, there's like, Arsenal do have to, to score, I guess, two. Yeah. But Porto is going to be trying to just drag them down and, and get through it. But there was a great write up in uh, The Guardian about it's just an explanation of what happened at the end of the game. So the goal, uh, I'll, I'll read it out here because it explains very, it's written very well of what exactly happened in the 93rd minute. Uh, yeah, it says Arteta raged after the game at how his players had given away possession three times in the build-up to Porto's shot, failing to manage the moment and feeling the momentum shift sharply. Porto are a streetwise team, and they'll travel with confidence to the Emirates for the second leg. It says, The first error was a shanked clearance by goalkeeper David Rea, and then Rice regained possession, tried to make a move on Pepe, only to turn into substitute Estuccio, who robbed him. After Galeno, under pressure from Rice, coughed it back to Arsenal again, Martin Alley had the idea of a Hollywood diagonal to release Saka, only to pick out Otavio, who passed through the lines to Galeno, with Rice backing off, cut inside, and did the rest. The final question being whether Reyes should have done better on the attempted save. And then Rice said, The last minute is a bit of inexperience. We need more savviness. It's the 93rd minute, you look up at the clock, it's nil-nil, we give it away again and again on the edge of the box. You look on the pitch and at their players, they have Pepe especially, the experience he has. You look at our team. Some of us have not played in the Champions League before. Sums it up perfectly, I think. Yeah, some of us. I mean, you, Declan, for one of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just people on this team. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, I haven't played this level, you know. <laughs> Declan Rice is a European champion, you know. How many Arsenal players can say that? Yeah, exactly. You know? um, no, it, it, that's, that is pretty spot on, I guess, what happened. Are you still confident of your Arsenal call to win the Champions League? <laughs> That's it. It has been shaken, all right. <laughs> well, it's funny because you also said that uh, City would win the treble. So two can't be tr- true, Will, you know? So you, have you abandoned Arsenal or are you sick with City win the treble? I think I... So what happened there was I immediately forgot the Arsenal call after I said it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I've, I've cleverly pivoted now into Man City will win the treble with ease, probably. It's the it's the gap between the Champions League that you forget what happened in the previous thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's what have you done for me today? People complain about that, like the games are too long and meaningless at the start. But it's like it's in, it's literally just entertainment games, <laughs> yeah. which I like. You know, yeah. yes, the best teams will, will probably go through. Some teams, you know, won't. Like surprisingly, but they have the funds to get back next year. Don't worry about them; <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Don't worry about Man United; they'll be okay. And then you get to the, the last 16, 
And like, oh, geez, Carabagger earned the last 16 this year. Whoa. <laughs> How did that happen? Because you've forgotten. You know, you're watching the games on a Wednesday and a Tuesday in the dark winter days. You weren't doing anything anyways. And then you come back for the last 16 and, and here you are and you get some really competitive games. But we haven't had the second part, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah Arsenal uh, played Bordeaux and then they lost. And at the same stage, people think, well, they'll definitely go through still. We had in that same night, we had Barcelona-Napoli, which again, you'd say that, that'd be a great game. Uh, that ended 1-1. Dan started to predict that correctly, Will. Great. <laughs> thinker of the game, you predict that correctly. And the, the night before then, we had Inter Atletico, which was 1 0. PSV Dortmund 1 1. So, no kind of 4 threes, no uh, no high scoring games. No. I think more, more that stands out in, in, in last week, the other batch of Champions League, we had Bayern Lazio, Real Madrid, PS, Real Sociedad, PS3, Man City, Copenhagen, Real Madrid, Leipzig. And there's maybe Man City, Real Madrid, who you think can win it all. Yeah. Who can beat any other team. And now, Bayern are having a, a historically bad year, bad two years, I guess. It's kind of maybe the end of that uh, Muller, Neuer kind of generation, I guess. And every team goes through. You know, they won the treble in, in 2020. They're, they're going through that kind of transition period now, I suppose. Different managers and that kind of thing. But, you know, PSG... You know, that project in our eyes has failed. <laughs> Atletico Madrid, you know, not the kind of competitive force it used to be. Barcelona, Napoli. I know Inter got the final last year, but, you know, I, I think it speaks to the whole, the competition as a whole. Like, there's Man City are, are heavy favourites to win it and, and their own league and probably the treble and all. Yeah. Real Madrid are probably going to win their league and they, they might win the Champions League. But, you know, there's only two teams that you might think if they end up playing each other in the semi-final, that'll be the final again. Because yeah. at the start of the Arsenal game, uh, the commentator on BT announced, here they come, the favourites for the Champions League. And I thought, don't be saying that on telly, are you mad? <laughs> yeah, one of the favourites, one of the favourites. <laughs> one of the favourites, Again, yeah. it, it, this is, you have to hype it up. You can't say, here's another meaningless qualifying <laughs> game. Here's not Man City. <laughs> yeah. This is not Jew Bellingham you're watching. You know, this is not something <laughs> Do not exciting. Change this is... the channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get the odds here. Play Power uh, Champions League. Yeah, Man City, Real Madrid, then Arsenal third. Arsenal third favourites in the first time knockouts in, in seven years. What's that say about the competition like? Yeah. <laughs> there is zero uh like knowledge or experience to base that on. <laughs> Except that they're good in England. <laughs> yeah, just because like it's the quality of the teams. Like you might say, okay, well, that, they are actually playing quite well this year, and you know they're a coming team. But then after them is Bayern Munich. They yeah. were playing terribly, and were bad last year. Their manager is literally in the process of leaving. <laughs> yeah. Then it's Inter who were in the final last year. You think they should be higher, but that wasn't because they were a coming team. You know, then PSG, the eventual winners, of course, as we all know, who, who are going to actually do it this year. Despite they're going to do a Chelsea 2012 on it. In the most unlikely year to win it, they're they're after them. Then Barcelona. It's like, you know, there's no way the Arsenal should be that far ahead of Barcelona. Even though Barcelona won the league two years ago. Yeah, yeah. In in years gone by, if Barcelona had won won La Liga, it would have been like that. This must be a really good team, but you know, it's not because Arsenal came second to Man City, therefore they're way better than them. So I mean, the, the gap is like becoming astronomical. Yeah, and we're seeing it in the Champions League, and it's just like, you know, the whole talk of the Super League defeated, but like. The Super League really has just kind of moved over to England, and that's where all the best players go. That's where all the money is, and that's where the eventual Champions League winners will be. Like, yeah, exactly. It's funny as well because, like, 
Bayern, Tuchel's leaving at the end of the season. It's been announced. Uh, yeah. Isn't Javi leaving at the end of the season as well? Yes, Javi is sick of it. So, so like, you're watching these games. It's like, these managers aren't even going to be here. Like, how are they going <laughs> to... Like, and it's, yeah. Tuchel especially, he's leaving because of his poor performance. So it's like, he's not going to be able to get these lads up for one last Champions League. They don't like him now. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty tough position to be in for Tuchel to be like, right... I know we've had our differences, and I know that you've actually won this battle, players. But oh, please, for me, for old Tom, <laughs> it's just it's, it's not it's it's they're not going to make any effort in it. They're they're they probably consign themselves to losing the league and being shamed. Like, yeah. it, again, we may make fun of the whole Bayern not winning the league, but if you have won it for eleven years in a row, that is just the standard. Then you can't dip below that. So I mean, yeah. that is what it is. You you are going to be judged on that. They're not going to win the league. They're not going to win the Champions League. Um. You know, they're looking at, at trying to get in Xavi. The club's focus is on trying to replace the manager and get back to the good old days of, of yesteryear, you know. Yeah. So it's like, they don't care about the Champions League. They're, they've probably already consigned themselves to losing the league and losing not winning the Champions League. This is just a a, a, a dud year. We'll rebuild, we'll come back stronger next year. Barcelona similarly, the league, they're way off in the league. You know, the project of young players and all that that Xavi was meant to do, that's not working. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams in transition. Maybe it's just one of those years that a lot of teams are in transition, but it does kind of feel like, you know, you can't stop City. Yeah. You know, and I guess it's maybe it's amplified by cops coming out and basically leaving and for saying that it's very hard to do what I do here, <laughs> you know. It's hard to do it every year and come second. I tell you that, I'm running out of energy for this. I'm not getting any reward for this, you know. <laughs> like the writing's on the wall. This This whole... Man City, nation state thing. Like the only person that can, can beat is Real Madrid. If they did, and people like look at that and say, I can't believe we let them get Bellingham and Mbappe in the same year. It's like, well, we need them. <laughs> we all need Madrid to have these players. <laughs> if it wasn't for them, there'd be no interest in the Champions League, you know? So it's. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs. Maybe UEFA called it right that it is time for a change to change it up. I don't think this is going to make it any more competitive, though. That's, that's a problem. This is the thing, yeah. I think. Uh, if if I were to put on my tinfoil hat, I would nearly say, "Oh yeah, UEFA are loving this, and especially the whole no away go- or getting rid of the away goals, just as the new format's coming in. So people are something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but the Champions League <laughs> has just gone stale. Literally, the yeah. season before it totally and utterly changes. I it could yeah. not work out better for UEFA. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it when you're about to launch a new product, you want to. Want the old everyone to lose faith in the old one? I yeah. had no, no interest in the old one, anyways. Like, yeah, it's boring. It's old. I need something new. It's like, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> it just so happens we've been working this for the last few years. And this is the thing as well: the new system, with like the league table and all this. No one really knows yeah. how it's going to work, like in actual practice, like when it's actually happening, how it's going to look. Which I think means every team is going to give it a really good go next season because they're like, I think we need to win the next four games. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, more interesting than uh, this year's Champions League, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I know we've we've kind of talked about it, but I I don't really have any interest in seeing Man City doing back to back trebles because it's just it's not like when when Real Madrid won the the three in a row that genuinely, even though it's Real Madrid and they're the biggest club in Spain for for so long, it was more impressive than than City doing back to back trebles, honestly. And especially with Zidane as the manager as well, because it was like, yeah. they didn't have some like genius tactician. It was just like a guy who they all respected and they all played for, and they were just, every player was perfect. It was, yeah, it was unbelievable to watch, whereas City is like, it's just the machine, like the unstoppable machine. 
from the under 17s team academy all the way up to the stadium it's like how can anyone compete with any of this yeah I, it, maybe it is just kind of better marketing that Real Madrid have this kind of in my mind historically great teams and players like oh this is special La Decima all this kind of stuff like it, it was just like they had different names for what they were doing whereas Man City was like we're going to do what my knight did it's like <laughs> <sighs> You know, and again, I'm not a Man United fan by any stretch of imagination, but like, even now, I was like, oh, Christ, it's like, yeah. and this might be a, this is a hot take wheel, this is probably not good, but like, it's, you know, when they make uh, woman versions of, of men films, like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters or 11, stuff, yeah. it's like, just make a standalone film with women. Yeah, we should be making new stuff, yeah. <laughs> make new stuff. And make it with women, fine. But do your own thing. I mean, I guess the treble is not a thing you could, a, a product that might not have invented. But I just feel it's like, you know, it just felt very kind of copycat. Look, we're the same as everyone else. We're a big club. It's like, this kind of respect me, you know, notice yeah. me and, and, and recognize my authority. It's like, oh, fuck off, you know, you know what, like you're cheating. Do you know what was City's own thing, I think? When they got the, you know, the Centurions, so they got 100 points. I think that was the thing for people were yeah. like, wow, this is like the greatest team in history. Yeah, to be fair, that's one. Yeah, yeah. that was like that. I respect that a lot more than the treble, honestly, because like, well, that's a different thing, you know? That's and because it was new thing. at the time, and it wasn't like, yeah. I don't think we were used to the Christian machine, because it wasn't as long since a different team had won the league, I think. Maybe it is just, it's, it's you know where it started, you know where, where the money came in, and it's just, they've gone from like 2009 to, to treble in 2023 it's very quick progress like yeah versus any other club they have like you know and it's just it's, it's different times if you were to start a club now you wouldn't have the same trials and tribulations as somebody who started in 1888 yeah. obviously you wouldn't you know but it's just it doesn't feel you know interesting at all you know yeah could we said it last week where they were the first team in champions league history to win three nil in seven straight games or something or score three yeah. goals in seven straight like how is that? You sh- that shouldn't be a possible feat in the Champions League. Like you're playing the best of the best teams and you can just steamroll through them. Then there's something obviously wrong. Yeah, it's too easy. Yeah, exactly. It's way too easy because like you're, you're at the same time you're playing your own uh, league at home plus cup competitions. Like you will get injuries. You'll get p- people who you think there's an injury coming. I better rest him for this yeah. uh, third round group game. But no, if you have the, the, the squad they have, you could just steamroll every single team, never take a break, because you just switch players in and out. And it's like, it's just like, well, this is the whole, the whole, it's like, I don't know if this is true or not, it's one of these things I've heard over the years. The Tour de France, you know, initially it was meant to be last man standing kind of a race. Mm. Whereas now people finish it and, okay, there's a lot of uh, performance-hunting drugs that it takes to do that at a high level, you know, we've seen over the years. But like, this is what it feels like. It's like the Champions League was not meant to be steamrolled. It was meant to be, yeah. it's a huge, huge uh, achievement to win this and to win that and your own, own league and a cup as well. Like that is like a once in a generational thing. Yeah. So now looking at that, they're going to do a back to back. It's like, well, now they're, 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 they're Tour de Francing it. You know, they're like exactly. they're competing in record times. Like no one's not even finished this. Especially the, the person who could go the furthest. Even if you think of like United's travel or the double even that they did in 2008. Both of them, they like scratched and clawed their way to like the treble was especially scraped over line, scraped yeah. over in every game, scraped over the last second. Like they barely managed it, and they're like famously two of the best teams in English history, and they still were like Jesus, that was close. Where City was like last year was no effort to them. Yeah, it's like when I was doing the, the treble team with for for Bayern, I was kind of reluctant to put them in. 
the the nineteen twenty. Yeah, I was going to put Lewandowski in. I was like, but really, like it was COVID and it was it was Germany. It was like, uh, you know, it's like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it counts more. It's like you know, introducing in Italy and the Champions League against Bayern is like that. You know, that's that's a feat. You know, yeah. but yeah, if they're do back to back, I think that's it. <laughs> Game be, over. <laughs> well, it would be perfect for your way. For like, well, that's the end yeah. of that version of the competition. Yeah, they <laughs> ruined it. Everybody thanks City. <laughs> That's obviously completely finished now. You know, on a really kind of a, it's they've completed. They would have completed the Champions League if they yeah. do that. You know, so yeah, perfect for UEFA. One team that won't be doing the the treble or the quadruple, Liverpool. They uh, they were playing midweek against Luton. Premier League like doing that every now and then. You know, you think okay, winter's done now. The fixtures should be back to normal, and then just. Like the 20th of February, while there's a Champions League game on, you'll change the channel. You go, oh, Liverpool are playing Luton. <laughs> What's going on? Is this some kind yeah. of cup game I've forgotten about? And City were also playing Brentford. Yeah. This is a classic City trick, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, they play the, the Club World Cup every year or for the last, no, not every year, to be fair. I don't know why they always have these these extra games in hand over, over teams to it's run just them down. Is, yeah. <laughs> this year, I think it's because of the Club World Cup. There's a couple because of COVID, which was, you know, I think last year was that the, or two years ago because of COVID. Or the Queen last year and COVID the year before. The Queen and COVID. I mean, there's always something. There's always something where they're like six points off and then they sneak in the game or two points off. Whoa, what? Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. beat there one nil at the week. You didn't see it. It was on Tuesday, but, uh, you know, the Champions League was on, but no, we were playing last week. No, no, we're back. We're back in within the top race again. <laughs> Liverpool also had their own little three-pointer, you know, against uh, against Luton. I mean, for Liverpool, Will, they went 1-0 down to one Ogbeni screamer. Get him, in the, get him on the plane that he's already on. <laughs> get him on the team that he's there for life if he wants, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, a fucking right place, right time, great header from a rebound. Uh, a real poacher's goal, as they'd say. Goal of the season, I think, Will. Probably up there, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Irish goal of the season, anyways. Yeah, 100%. Evan Ferguson hasn't scored too many. He's in the top 10 because Evan Ferguson's only scored five. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> He's up there. Uh, he scored one and uh, then Liverpool looked like this is where the squad comes at you. This is where the injury's going to hit. You're going to lose to Luton on a Wednesday night and yep. nothing you can do about it. But they they came back heroically. Mm-hmm. Will uh, Klopp said, did you hear this? Did you see, no, I didn't see any of his quote. Man. He said, this comeback is this team's Barcelona comeback? There's all right, There's a few things about Klopp in that game that I... Uh, one of the things he said in his leaving interview was, you know, don't make it about me. You know, it's like, it's about the team, don't. And after the game, he's fist pumping each side of the stadium individually, like a wrestler. It was ridiculous. It was looting. They have so little money. <laughs> well, this is, this is it. Like, he's bringing this whole, like... This is like when, when Trent had that corner, we got that comeback. This is exactly like that. This is this team's version of that. They won 4 1. <laughs> Against like Benny, Will, you see how fast he is? You try and stop him. It was bizarre. Like, I assume with some kind of like siege mentality, they're all against, you know, getting everyone up for it. It felt tone deaf. Like, <laughs> no, no, he's the king of, of, of turning like small wins. Like, what we're saying about Pochettino talking about Chelsea beat Man City, you got to turn the small victories into huge kind of mental things like uh was it, it started with the whole the west brom uh, west brom 3-3 yeah. three, three. and this is how it's going to end beating luton 4-1 is like lads i don't want to overhype this but this is the greatest achievement <laughs> yeah. in your entire footballing careers and then surely the Liverpool you know? players 
All right, when they score, when they go 2-1 up, they're probably thinking, yes, that's huge for the league. When they're 4-1 up, I think they start thinking, okay, lads, it is Luton, though. <laughs> well, that's massive the goal difference, you know. That's three more goals <laughs> in our pockets. No, I mean, look, it's easy to look at it on the outside, you know, low, sitting for the laptop, talking about, yeah, it probably doesn't feel like anything. But if you're in that dressing room, coming off after running your bollocks off trying to, trying to win a Premier League game, and then Klopp grabs you by the shoulders and goes, I fucking love you. I love you. <laughs> I'd die for this, this club. <laughs> I would die for you right now, Connor Bradley. I would die for you. <laughs> you feel that, you know? You don't think, all right, Klopp, relax there, pal. You know, like, because you're like, you're hum- pumped already. And then this massive German man with huge teeth and eyes <laughs> is like, just telling you that this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. You believe him, you know? You do. And this is the thing as well, is that I think a lot of it, a lot of the like tone deaf side to it came from Jamie Carragher famously leading the charge a few weeks ago against Arsenal. You know, get down the tunnel, you won a game, big deal. To then, like two weeks later, again, Klopp is fist pumping the whole stadium, like he's going on your side over here. Oh, what did I hear back here? And it's like against Luton, but it it just felt so odd. It felt so out of place. Yeah, <laughs> get down the tunnel. You know, yeah, get down, get the, down tunnel. the tunnel, lads. But again, it's because people believe that Liverpool can win the league. People don't believe Arsenal can. Exactly, with, yeah. With, with the reasoning being that Liverpool have won recently and Arsenal haven't. So like Arsenal are celebrating. It's like, yeah, all right, lads. Go go try and beat Porto away. You know, <laughs> yeah. I bet you won't. And then they don't, you know. Whereas Liverpool beating Luton is like, this could be huge, actually. Yeah. You know. And, and like teams, Luton are a tricky team for a lot of the big teams. Like I know we're saying it's just Luton, but it's just Luton in the fact that they're, what they have is so small compared to what Liverpool have at their disposal. Yeah, I guess the worst thing is, it's like if you if you beat Man City 4-1 and you're faced from the crowd like that, that would actually be terrible. Yeah. Because then you'd be like, oh, they think they've won us, you know, because they beat the best teams. Now they'll take those teams for granted. But I guess if you're fist the smaller team, it's like, we're on a roll. Yeah, you know? we can't so it's be like, stopped, you, would, you, you get a worse reaction doing that against a big team. I guess that's why Arsenal, when they did to Liverpool, it was like, lads... You have to be everyone else, you know, like just because <laughs> yeah. you beat Liverpool doesn't mean you automatically beat the other teams, you know, you have to beat them all. So, again, I think just Klopp is a master of picking these moments. He'd never do that against Man United, no, you know, yeah. because you know, it was like this is almost like a separate thing. This is like a, a separate cup that we have to win on its own. So, we'll, we'll never celebrate the wins against these, but against Luton, it's like, wow, we were close there, folks, you know, one nil <laughs> down, anything that happened, you know. But, well, there you go, folks. What do you think of that? Sound fun. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. We should start saying yeah. stuff like that more, I think. Put that in your uh, pipe you bought in the club shop and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. Casual. <laughs> I'm a huge guy for getting Man United pipes and all that. We should start saying nuances pipes. No, that's good, yeah. That's more on our merch thoughts on the rest of the Ultra episode. Yeah, we, we get into more of that stuff uh, as the episode goes on. Again, folks, we would uh, love to have you in the Ultra section. The more, the merrier. Mm. I mean, they can't arrest us all. That's the, that's, Exactly, yeah. That's our motto in the Ultra section. They can't ban us all from all social media. They can't take away all our Gmails, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll never sunset us. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to be sunsetted uh, online, uh, join the Ultra section today, four fifty a month. Sign up, get all the uh, the bonus episodes we do every week, plus the backlog of all the episodes we've done before. Some of them stand up, you know. And if you want to, you think, hey, maybe these guys are are, are actually know what they're talking about. You can go back to old episodes and listen to all the takes that didn't come through. Which is, I'd say, <laughs> honestly, 
maybe 60% didn't come through. We've had some like bangers. Yeah, that time we, when you we, said Newcastle wouldn't go down before they had the money, I was like, they're mm. going down. That's Steve Bruce, they're going down, but they stayed up. There's stuff like that, out that in the backlog. There's also stuff where I said Lukaku would score 20 goals in the league for Chelsea <laughs> yeah. and he ended up scoring five. <laughs> so, I mean, look, it's all back there. You get it all for, for the uh, the monthly fee. Yeah. Um, it's come up to the end of the month now, so it's a great time to, to start. You know, you get the fresh month starting up. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Uh, honestly, that is nonsense. Nonsense. All nonsense. They say many, many garbage things. You don't know what you're going to get. Okay. Rather than okay. top of it.